Hi, I'm Chrissy. Hi guys, I'm Marie. Welcome to We Call Bullshit. I am just your accessory. Marie. Yeah? What are we calling bullshit on today? Call bullshit on yourself. And we believe that life is way too short for shallow conversation and mediocre sex. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Chrissy, I feel like I'm on a field trip. So do I, do I have like pirate's booty on my boobs? <laughs> Marie's always snacking. Just the snack attack girl. I know, and we're in like a, a swanky. A swanky little like hotel apartment like thing right now where my kids are upstairs and so they wanted snacks. And so I literally just downed an entire bag of pirate's booty. And you just booty. ruined my fantasy because I feel like this is the hotel where those like really wealthy men dressed in all black that are in my smut novels walk oh. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm drooling over pirate booty. Yeah, and um, I'm like, hey, where is you know, I don't know, Dante Russo walking Dante in? Russo, like, what fucking novel are you reading with I Dante don't know. Russo? No, you know me. I'm always I with know. my smut. Are you reading a smut novel right now? I am, but I couldn't say that guy's name because it's my brother's name, so it's a little weird. Oh yeah, that's he's Jesse in the book, and I just can't get with it because you know, know my brother's Jesse. So Joe is my like will not do name. Well, obviously, you know, it's like, so weird. I have a brother. We both have a brother, Joe. Like if I could meet another man named Joe, like I don't need another Joe in my life. The last thing I'm going to do is fuck one. Well, exactly. You're not screaming <laughs> Joe as your dad's name, your brother's name. It's weird. <laughs> that should be a podcast, Chrissy. All the names that you don't call out. That's like when I was naming my children as a former teacher, you know? Yeah. I mm-hmm. was like wanted to associate every name with right, a child. Something. So same thing. Yeah. There's just some names that you just don't date. Right. Yeah. 100%. And there's some names that just roll off the tongue better than others, like mid-O. <laughs> like what? Like they roll off the tongue better, mid-O. Oh, mid-O. Mid-orgasm, I, I Marie. <laughs> Joe is not one. No, not that's for your me. brother's name. <laughs> <laughs> mid-O. I thought you said meadow. And I was no, like, what mid-o. are we doing? We're in a we're in a apartment complex. And I was like, where'd that been? That's what happened. So anyway, welcome to We Call Bullshit. (laughs) I'm Chrissy. I'm Marie. And life is way too short for mediocre conversation and shallow sex. No. No. It's way too short for shallow conversation and mediocre sex. What's the difference between shallow conversation and shallow sex? Well, shallow sex, I would assume, is if he has a small penis and it's a very shallow penetration. Ah, I've had one of those. Haven't we all? I know. I literally was like, what is that? We totally digressed off our subject line for the moment, but... Oh, I thought we were still riffing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was super fun. Welcome to how Marie and I roll. <laughs> we are actually going to talk about discipline versus motivation. This is something that always comes up as fitness instructors and moms that wear all of the hats. Yeah. So I've worked in fitness basically my entire life. So I went to college. I went to Penn State. I cheered at Penn State. I was a fitness person. Then I got into fitness working at Lifetime. And literally, like for years, people are like, how do you stay so motivated? So there was one kind of situation a couple of weeks ago where like I was the least motivated person ever. I was like, I love working out and I do not want to do it. But in my head, I was like, I know it's going to make me feel better. I know it's going to make me feel better. So you must do it. You must go. You mu-. And I called Chrissy and I said, can you imagine that people feel like this all the time? How do we get people out of this? And how do I fix this for me? I've, I've never felt so demotivated. And Chrissy said, so you're never going to be always motivated. It's just not a reality, but that's where your discipline comes in. So motivation is totally fleeting. 
it's like taking a shower. You would need to motivate yourself over and over again, you know, throughout the week. That's just the way motivation rolls. But discipline is what you can rest your laurels on. So Marie and I, over the last however many years of our lives that we've been in fitness and just in life, we have built the muscle of discipline. And so when you don't feel motivated, discipline is what gets you out the door, gets you moving, gets you to the gym. I had a really shit morning this morning and I got to the gym. I actually took Marie's class and she was like, wow, you're in a mood. And I was oh, like, yeah, yes, you were I am. Real like, fucking I was mood. in a mood. You but- were in such a mood that like you, you walked in black. Like, I don't know if you felt it. My but your aura was black. And like, that's a thing with people. Like when you are feeling down or not motivated or blank, like you wear that color. And I like Chrissy walked in and I was like, oh shit, she's going to feel so much better after yes. this class. And I knew it's really, it would have been really easy for me not to show up today. It's really easy to show up and it's really easy not to show up. And so it's basically the power of discipline or the pain of regret is how I look at it. And I felt so much better because what happens when you move your body in particular is you get out of your mind and into your body. And so then you feel the energy, like the way to shift your energy is to move your energy physically, shift it, listen to music, do something that makes you happy. For us, it's usually fitness, going for a walk outside, you know, hugging a tree as stupid as it sounds, taking (laughs) your shoes off and walking in the grass. Just don't step in dog shit. That would have happened pre 10 a.m. this morning for you. You would have like taken your shoes off and stepped in dog shit. Literally. And today, no joke, my stuff kept getting get getting stuck on the door. Do you notice that only happens when you're having a bad day? Right. You literally are walking out on your belt loop. That's like literally two inches. It gets caught on everything. But that theory, right, is that literally when it rains, it pours. And that is something that we deal with all the time. And so when you're in a bad mood, if you don't put the umbrella up and stop getting wet by, in this case, this metaphor is your umbrella is your discipline kind of takes action is you're going to continue to keep getting rain on. So Chrissy, in this aspect, being a fitness professional is how do you instill motivation for someone who literally hasn't had it for a long time? So here's my, my daily take is you want to wake up in attack mode, not react mode. And so some people are like, that sounds aggressive and it may be aggressive, but what happened this morning was I woke up in react mode. And so as things happened to me, I was reacting to them. I wasn't in charge of the situation. So I was letting situations dictate how I felt. So I was reacting, right? And then what happens is it snowballs, like you were saying, into your day. And before you know it, everything is emotional. It's a reaction to everything. And as women, particularly, obviously, we have a 28-day hormonal cycle. And that's something that we have to work with. But we also have to keep in mind when you are running the day, the day doesn't have a chance to run you. Right. And so what I always say to people is that, they need to exercise discipline before they exercise anything else. Because when shit hits the fan, like it did for me this morning, you default to your level of discipline and the habits that you've created. And when you have not developed habits, that's where you start. So I always start people with a solid morning routine. So as much as we joke about our ginger and lemon, you know, in our clusterfuck cups, (laughs) it's just something that I do because that's the first step of discipline. Also, I make my bed every single day because it is one thing that's checked off immediately. Bed is made. And then like people who feel a little bit or will go towards the a little bit lazier feeling like that it's just another task is it's not just another task. It's a I accomplished task. And that's what your day is all about. It's easy to not make your bed, which then makes it easy to not wait and drink lemon ginger water or lemon water before you have coffee. It's easy then to decide not to go work out. But when you start your day by attacking your checklist, 
that checklist gets smaller and not bigger. What happens when you don't start a day like that is that your checklist is getting bigger because now you're in the mindset that you have to add that on to maybe another day when the theory would be like, it's better to work out 10 minutes every single day than have to work out an hour. Just do it every day so you can check, 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 check. Yes. And so that's the theory where people think that, you know, they can work out for three hours on a Tuesday and not have to work out for the rest of the week. Yeah. That's not how you actually get results at all. It's about being consistently inconsistent, right? So you're consistently showing up and that may be 30 minutes one day, 20 minutes one day, a 10 minute walk another day, but you're consistently showing up. So that's the the difference. And that's how you start to grow that discipline muscle that you need. I'm a big advocate for the miracle morning and a morning routine. I typically I get up early, whether it's to coach a class or not, I'm up early because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. It's not to say I never sleep in. I am human. Yes, there are days that I do. Yeah. However, I have two bulldogs that really don't let me sleep in, but I digress. I have a morning routine. I just picked up the, a book. It's the pivot year and it's literally one passage every morning. So I've been reading that. And then I also write five things that I'm grateful for. I drink my ginger lemon water and I set my mindset for the day. It just helps me. And then I know that moving my body is part of it. And every day that looks different. Yeah. And my, like, honestly, I, this is going to sound, Chrissy, I have a comfortable enough relationship where I can say this. That morning to me sounds way too overwhelming. Like I could never read a book and write down shit in the morning. Like it would literally be like, ah, I can't do it. But I know myself and Chrissy knows herself. So I've done that research on myself is I know that I don't have time for that in the morning. That's not what I mean. I do have time for that in the morning, but I'm making a choice because I know my personality type and I respect what I'm good at and I respect what I'm not good at. So there was this article and this is, you know, really kind of resonates with me as I wrote this article for this magazine and it was about your plan, someone else's plan. So if your objective or your goal is to start to run a 5k or lose 10 pounds or lose 5% body fat. And then your best friend or your friend or someone, you know, goes, Oh, I started running. And that is how I lost all of my weight. And you (laughs) hate running. That's not a good plan. You're not going to be motivated every single day to do someone else's plan. You could be disciplined and you could say, I'm going to start to run. But every single step your foot takes, you want to kill yourself. You're like, fuck this, fuck this. It's like watching the microwave, like heat up my coffee for the ninth time every single morning. I am like, how long is this coffee minute for? Or find something that works for you that's going to keep you motivated. So if Chrissy, you're motivated by mindset that really like resonates with you and that gets you going, that doesn't really get me going. So that's not my thing. But what gets me going in the morning is that euphoric feeling of like, I would rather do yoga and meditate in the morning than write down anything. And that's just who I am. So the theory would be, don't get motivated by someone else's plan. Figure out what intrinsically motivates you. Great. Stick with that. But then that's when that consistent motivation, when it fails, because it will, when you're one week before your period and you feel like dog shit and you're not motivated to do anything, you're more motivated to veg out, which is a whole different conversation that we really need to listen to when rest is is better than working out. But is you're going to go through these ebbs and flows based off of the experience that you may have had in the morning. 
But when you let the day run you and you don't run the day is when shit hits the fan and when discipline has to kick in and go, I know this is going to be better for me and I know I'm going to feel better. What am I going to do about it? You made a plan. You put it in a calendar. You made a plan. You put that thing in the calendar that you love to do. You don't want to run, don't run. You like playing pickleball, play pickleball. You like whatever, do something that's healthy for you rather than someone else's plan. And then put it in your calendar like a meeting, like you would a dentist appointment or your you know, kid's chorus concert. Like yeah. you're not going to miss it. So don't miss it on the day. Don't miss it on a regular basis. Right. And fitness, particularly when we're talking about discipline, has to be fun. And so all summer, I coached a ton of classes and with the kids' schedule and stuff, I wasn't enjoying fitness for myself because all I was doing, my fitness was around my class schedule. And I caught myself and I was like, this isn't sustainable for me because I was beginning to have resentment towards my movement that I normally love. So, and I also had a client come to me who started to kind of do her own thing and she was really overwhelmed and she messaged me and I just said to her, I said, please list give me five reasons why you're doing this. And they were all like very serious. And I said, not one of those was fun or self-care. Not one. Everything was something super serious. So she went back to her old routine, which consisted of classes and not programming her own stuff. And she's having fun again. And she was like, thank you so much because somebody else's plan wasn't working for her. She needed to go back to her plan. Just like for me, my plan is always a little bit different. So my workout style has changed drastically over the years. I used to be a competitive powerlifter. I crossfitted. I fell in love with that. It wasn't serving my body after a while. So then I switched it up. And I feel like when I get complacent or when I don't want to show up for myself, I realize that a change needs to be made. So you also need to be self-aware enough to know when you need to make that change and be okay with it. Give yourself grace and space to figure out how movement's going to work for you. And that's not to say that some days I have to show up and do things that maybe I don't want to do. But that's the discipline part of me that knows I'm going to show up. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to give it my best and I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. And that's, I think, a lot based off of your personality type. So before you go changing your plan or setting a plan is look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what motivates you by your personality. So if you're super introverted, doing a group workout is not going to be your thing. So maybe you do one more one-on-one. Maybe you need fitness to be a little bit more self-care. So you're going alone on a run or you're hiking by yourself or you're just plugging in your headphones and you're lifting or finding an exercise routine. For me, I'm so extroverted that I need people around me when I work out. So I just know that's my personality type. So what I like to do is create spaces for me where I can be kind of like a social butterfly, whether it's a class, whether it's yoga, is I like to surround myself with people that are like-minded where I feel like I'm kind of elevated my game. And that's why I love, you know, that's a different part of fitness that we don't talk about is Yes, it's motivation and it's discipline, but it's also surrounding yourself in a community that also feels the same, right? So if you're, you know, saying like, I just can't find the motivation to work out by myself in my house, I, in my head, I'm like, no shit. I know, like, I can't be like, I'm going to go crush a 30 minute hit class in my own basement. Like not going to happen. See, and that's funny because I can, but I don't like it. And I definitely don't get the best workout doing that. But But discipline Chrissy because she's, you know, your muscles are big in general. But I just mean (laughs) your discipline muscle. 
I mean, same. It works well. It works well, but like a lot of people, I argue, don't have that. So saying that they're going to do something that doesn't ignite their soul or get them motivated or get them excited, don't stick to that plan. Make a plan and pivot. You say, oh, I can't afford a gym membership. So X, Y, Z. That's an excuse is you can afford a gym membership where you're going to feel a little empowered. Like there is this one like Instagram, like audio reel. It was like, you know, I, I think I posted about it one. It's like, don't be the person that doesn't work out because someone else thinks you're hot at the gym. And so you not going to the gym is a disservice to them. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Thank you. That's enough for me to really be well, like, hell yeah. It's an environment and your environment matters. So yes. let's pay attention. What is your personality saying? Is it that you're extroverted and you need people around you? Is it that you're introverted and then fitness is like a quiet space for you? Make it make sense and then plan your week and plan your day come with respect to who you are as a person. But before you could do that is really look in the mirror and check yourself out. Who am I? What motivates me? Because before disciplined comes motivation. And so if you're stuck right now in the rut of, I can't figure out how to do it, is figure out doing something that you love first. And accountability is the number one thing that's going to keep you motivated and disciplined long-term. Because Mm -hmm. for example, if you tell somebody that you're going to show up at a specific time for a class or to meet for a walk or a hike or whatever you choose to do, you are 90% more likely to show up because we as humans typically don't want to disappoint somebody else. So in turn, you're showing up for yourself because you don't want to disappoint somebody else, but that's the beauty of accountability. And scientifically, you default to the habits you've created and those around you. So that's why having your tribe of people really matters so much because if you have somebody that lets you, you know, have the excuses all the time, it just becomes easy to not show up for yourself. So you need somebody in your life that says, you're better than this. We committed to it. We're doing this together. And if you don't have that, I promise you, you will find that at a gym if you get up and you join. And I'm going to say something that maybe will affect some relationships that you currently have. And we can kind of close this one out is like, who are you surrounding yourself with to Chrissy's point? Are they bringing you down or are they lifting you up? Are they enhancing your life or are they not? Are they encouraging you to have the healthiest behaviors? Are they saying the you can do it? Or are they kind of smothering and shushing that little fire that you have burning in you? that wants to accomplish something? Are the people in your lives cheerleaders for you? Are they really good for the behaviors that you're trying to create? Because your tribe, to Chrissy's point, really matters. And when you have constantly people kind of flaring your flame and creating oxygen for you to breathe in your most successful space, you will thrive rather than people who diminish your light and kind of smother your flame. So to finish this out is like, we're going to, I'm going to say it again is call bullshit on yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, yes, I have people surrounding me. Yes, I am capable of these emotions and this, you know, motivation versus discipline. Yes, I am aware that I am feeling lazy or I have, I self, you know, self-talk to myself and you say like, oh, you're so fucking lazy. Oh, you're, you're fat. Oh, you're not successful. All of those things are your own reality. And those are not motivating thoughts. If you have a goal and you set yourself, meet yourself halfway and convince yourself that you're halfway there. Be like, you know what? I am, you know, I I need to lose 10 pounds. When I lose 10 pounds, and this is another topic of conversation, 
is I'm going to be X, Y, Z. Are you going to be happier? Maybe, but you already meet that version of yourself rather than wishing it. So, you know, wishing it 10 days away, wishing it a week away, wishing it, you know, I wish I'm going to blank, but. And just know that when you're ready to level up and you're ready to make a change, that's when all the shit's going to get thrown at you. So because the universe, everyone is going to test how bad you want that change, whatever it is, losing weight, starting a business, starting a podcast, the shit's going to get thrown at you to test you. And the people, you will really see who your true friends are and the people that believe you when you're starting something new, when you're making a change. Because a lot of times, as unfortunate as it is, reality is, many of the people closest to you, when you go to make a change, will actually try to convince you not to. And it's for one of two reasons. One, they're trying to protect you. They don't want to actually see you fail. Or two, they want to keep you small because it says more about them than it does about you. And so you have to keep that in mind when you're going through these changes is people can love you, but not truly love you enough to tell you the truth. And I think that's the difference is that accountability for you needs to be somebody that is not afraid to look you in the eye and tell you the truth to make you a better person, to help you reach your full potential. And that's why Marie and I have at times a tumultuous relationships Mm -hmm. because we can be honest with each other. Yeah. But that's like the true definition of a friendship or any kind of relationship is that you can be honest because you truly want the best for that person. Yep. And so when you're starting something new, like we've started this podcast, we've had a lot of shit thrown at us between (laughs) hiring somebody that never gave us our content (laughs) or our money to having equipment that was faulty the first time we tried to record to now we're at a new scene at a new place with noise in the background and Marie's kids are running around and but we are committed to making this happen and we're holding each other accountable and we're exercising that discipline muscle. So do us a favor. We're going to call bullshit on ourselves. You go call bullshit on yourself. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And we are so looking forward for you listening to many, many more of We Call Bullshit. Bye. Peace.